It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. It is a Thursday, the 21st day of July. Not a lot of days left in July before we start to look into August. And coming up this morning, because it is a Thursday, we're talking to Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing and what we're doing is reflecting back on a few different podcasts with some key points about the commercial property sector and if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 21st you would have been sharing it with Robin Williams it's his birthday today but unfortunately he passed away in 2014 which is eight years ago where have those eight years gone? Also, Cat Stevens is celebrating. He is turning 73. And on this day at Vostok Station, a Russian station on Antarctica, they experienced the lowest temperatures ever measured in recorded human history. The temperature fell there to minus 89. Two degrees. That happened on this day in 1983. And you know, Melbourne can get cold, but it ain't that cold. Grab your coffee and switch on your real estate breakfast every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. All right, let's check on your weather around Australia. First, we go to Sydney, expecting some showers and a high of 17 degrees. Melbourne, a morning frost is back. But the good news, more fine weather today. And your high creeps up to 15 degrees. Brisbane, rain in increasing with 19 and in Perth rain with the wind to ease and your high of 19 degrees. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Let's Talk Commercial, a podcast series with Scott O'Neill. So Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing is here from earlier podcasts and some of the key talking moments about commercial property. And I asked Scott if the worm was starting to turn with people being more open to investing in the commercial space. Yeah, look, I've seen this firsthand. So like I'm in the business of helping people acquiring commercial property and we're we're literally seeing about the volume. It's about 40% more than it was this time last year in terms of what we're purchasing for our clients. That's just in dollar amount. And we're really just seeing an explosion of, I guess, extra interest in this department. And one of the main reasons I think is the interest rate talk. As interest rates, uh, you know, the threat of the interest rate rises uh, increase, people start looking at their residential portfolios, which may already be negatively geared or at best evenly geared, and think, what would an interest rate rise do to my portfolio? And it's, it's going to make it harder to hold. So you immediately think, where can I be- get better cash flow? Because that will support a higher interest rate environment. And that's where commercial is quite literally, you know, a fast track solution to that. You're going to be dealing with much higher incomes on the assets and you know, an interest rate rise really won't, won't scare, scare you when you're sort of hearing the numbers we're talking. Yeah, so we've got more people interested in commercial property. Perhaps for our listeners, let's break down what they can expect from yield returns maybe in 2022 for certain types of commercial property. Yeah, so real quick background. So we're purchasing around sort of 40 properties per month for our clients on average. And this is just my anecdotal evidence of what I'm seeing in the market. So 
in Sydney, like yields can be as low as 2%, but most most sort of between 2 and 4% net. So obviously that's not super high. It's in fact one of the lowest yielding markets in Australia, uh, as is Melbourne, which is quite similar. You go to places like Brisbane, you, you can still find uh, yields anywhere from 5 to 7% net return. Our average pur- purchasing yield in Brisbane in uh, 2022 this year is 6.1 at the moment. So we're, we're still seeing good yields. That's industrial, that's uh, neighborhood shopping centers, stuff like that. Now, yields will, will vary depending on length of leases and quality of suburb and whatnot. I'm just generalizing here. Uh, if you go to sort of the re or let's say Perth, it's quite similar numbers to Brisbane. You might find the yields are slightly higher. So you can get over anywhere from 5.5 to just over 7%. Adelaide, interestingly, is a tight market now. One of the main reasons for that is we have found that the stamp duty concessions, like you don't pay stamp duty in that market for commercial, has made a lot more investors go there. So yields are probably about a percent lower for an equivalent purchase in in Perth or Brisbane. So you're sort of working off fours to six if you're lucky in that market, but most stuff's around five. Uh, These are net returns. This is after like outgoings as well. So don't get this confused with a gross return in residential. Like when, when an agent in residential quotes you a 5% gross return, it's really about a 3% net return or even lower, probably a two, 2% net return because you've got to take your rates, your maintenance, your rental management, all that needs to come out of it. These numbers I'm quoting are after those costs. Uh, Tasmania, so you've got Launceston and Hobart, you're probably working off yields are, you know, anywhere from five to you know, even up to 8% in those markets. So Higher and and those those sort of numbers are kind of uh, replicated across the major regional markets across Australia. So places like Townsville, Rockhampton, Toowoomba, you know, Bendigo, Ballarat, they're a little bit tighter on the yield. But long story short, there's a yield out there if you want it, but there's tighter yields in the capital cities. And from an earlier episode, I asked Scott about the entry level of getting into commercial property because it very much depends on somebody's budget. He picks it up from there. Yes, Craig, this is one of the most common questions I get asked. And it's really around what is the minimum amount? That's one of the common ones. So starting with the minimum amount you need for good commercial property, I generally say around 200, maybe even 250 grand cash or equity. And look, you can buy properties with a lot less, but remember you put a 30% debt deposit down on a property. So once you factor in 30% deposit plus stamp duty and solicitor costs, building and pest costs and just general purchasing costs, you're probably looking around a $600,000 purchase. That is generally a capital city property. You'll be able to get into the warehousing market, small shop front type stuff. But I generally find warehouse purchases are the best bang for buck in that price point. You are dealing with a potentially a logistics or a storage related tenant, which uh, is quite good in the post-COVID or current COVID world, whatever you want to call it. In terms of if you're lucky enough to have a larger budget, you might decide, oh, what should I buy? If you've got, hypothetically speaking, millions of dollars to spend, sometimes it's worth spreading it around a few different properties or purchasing one. But I'll give you a real overall viewpoint of the market. So generally purchasing under a million dollars for a commercial property, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of buyers in that price point. So it's quite competitive. You might find the yields are a bit tighter because of that extra competition. From one to two million dollars in this market is quite similar, but you're starting to deal with larger type tenancies, maybe multiple income assets, freehold versus strata. So there's obviously benefits to spending more money. 
once you get over two million, like almost that two to two to ten million dollar range, I call that almost the quiet zone of the property market. There's less competition. Syndicates generally play over ten million dollars, so there's a, I guess, a lot less competition from those types of guys. But yeah, if you can, if you're lucky enough to have a larger budget, you will be able to play in that quiet zone of the market, which is generally multi-tenant, large freehold sites, very good quality deals. So. Dollar for dollar, that's some of the the best deals you'll ever find in that range. And the next question that I asked, Scott, and remember, because these are earlier podcasts, there have been rate increases from those quoted. But I asked him, how much cash flow could you expect from a $1 million purchase after 100% of outgoings and mortgage have been removed? Yeah, so this is a really good question to, to get your head around because if you're taking a mortgage out in this environment, you, you want to know your true after-cost cash flow, so your real true net position. So if you're going to go buy a million-dollar property, you generally will use a loan. You know, in, in most cases, a 70% loan. So that means you need a 30% deposit. Now, I'm, I'm assuming a 30% cash deposit is used in this case, so you immediately need 300 k to buy it. Now, New South Wales stamp duty for a million dollar purchase is, is 40K or just over. You're up to 340 costs involved. And then these other costs, uh, such as solicitors, valuation and whatnot, like there's probably another five, six, seven, eight K in that as well. So total outlay to purchase a million dollar property will be 370,000 max. Now, how much cash flow do you get out of that? I'm assuming a 6% return because that's that's our average yield for our company. So 6% is, is more than achievable in 2022. So 6% is 60 grand income on your million dollar purchase. Now your mortgage on that, remember we took out a 700K mortgage. I've assumed a 3.5% interest rate. Again, people might say, oh, that sounds low. Average mortgage is still under 3% for commercial for this purchase. So I've allowed a, a, you know, a few interest rate rises in that. So we're talking a 24 grand or 24,500 interest cost. So you minus 24,500 from 60K, it's leaving you 35,500 income per year, which equates to $682 per week, clear. That's after every single cost, including your interest. So it's, it's nearly a 700 per week, little bit of pocket money for taking that 700K out loan. So it's very good return on your money and you remember if you're buying a million dollar residential property you're probably negatively geared 10 grand so we're not negatively geared we're positive 35k a year so it's a big difference in cash flow we connect you to the best real estate information across australia the real estate podcast